Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. How are you guys doing? Welcome over to the channel. If you guys are new, do yourself a favor and hit that subscribe button. I'm telling you this because we upload every single day over this conflict. And I believe that I'm probably the most up-to-date when it comes to stuff on the ground because I use multiple different sources and I make my maps myself. So if you guys are new to the channel, the maps you're going to see are ones that I've made myself. So you have red, Russia, blue, Ukraine, fairly obvious. These little blue triangle marks are going to be heavily fortified areas for the Ukrainian forces. And the same thing with, with Russia when you see those. And then the lightly blue is going to be like frontline... Uh, Frontline trace, I guess you would say, of either party, either going to be Ukrainian or Russian. The black lines are going to be your supply and your logistical routes, essentially, all the way throughout the, the Russian-held areas as of right now. So we're going to go ahead and kick this episode off with a fantastic piece from the Russian State TV, which is calling for war against NATO once again. And, and they're just asking this out loud, if we have enough weapons and or people to defend ourselves once Russia's special operation in Ukraine comes to an end. So please enjoy this video, and I'll see you here in a second. И военную машину НАТО, и, извините, так получится граждан тех стран, которые являются гражданами стран НАТО. Поэтому, когда эта вся операция закончится, НАТО надо будет себя спросить, а нам есть чем защищаться? И нам есть кем защищаться? А пощады не будет. Пощады не будет. Germany is also confirmed, by the way, it's going to stop buying Russian oil by the end of 2022. Well, they're pretty much just doing this in hopes of the fact that, that the war's over with and they can just, well, not really follow through on this thing because Germany's been kind of in a weird spot. I don't know if you guys have read much on it. I'm not going to dive too deep into it, but if you're a German watching this, which we do have a fairly large German audience, I do feel bad for you because your political leaders right now are making you guys look pretty wild. I'm not going to lie. Anyway, Ukraine's also been able to add around 20 new fighter jets by fixing inoperable aircraft supplied from Europe. Not actually given aircraft, but like nuts and bolts and wings and, and, and just random stuff to actually make planes that weren't operable now operable. Russia still doesn't have air superiority, by the way, after 56 days. Yes, they've been in war for 56 days and still haven't got air superiority. Kind of a big deal. Uh, Russia's also added a few more BTGs over the last... Uh, 24 hours. I'm going to be honest with you guys. As I'm making this video, I've actually seen it's gone from four to six to eight new BTGs over the last 12 to 24 hours. They keep adding all this men inside this area. I'm now coming to the conclusion. I do not believe they've actually started the, the, the initial big push through Eastern side of Ukraine. Cause I, I'm still seeing all these, these, these very large masses of men sitting in certain areas that haven't really made any really big movements. And I think it has to do with Mariupol. We'll talk about it here a little bit. So the video you guys are going to be seeing here in a second is coming out of the northern side of Moscow, and it's of a Sam S-200. So it's in the town just north of Moscow in the town of Tver. I don't know exactly how to say this. T-V-E-R. T might be silent. V is. You know what? I don't really don't care as long as I know where it's going and where it's gone, where it's, where it's ended up. So St. Petersburg is where I, I believe this. The reason why I say this is because what's going on over there? You have Finland and Sweden are thinking about joining NATO. So this, this S-200, by the way, that you guys are about to see, you know what's going to show it.
So what you just saw was that S-200. I, I believe it's going to St. Petersburg. And the reason why I say that it's meant to defend large areas from bomber attacks, it can actually hit targets at altitudes near 115,000 feet in the air. That's, that's, that's fairly high. To me, that almost seems like it's in space or is in space. I'm very curious. Do you, do you know the answer? I'm talking to my editor right over here. I'm actually curious. Is it 100? Like, what is it? 330,000 feet. Okay. Well, I was way off. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and uh, take back what I just said. Apparently, 330,000 feet in the air is now in space. All right. We'll keep going. I, I, hey, I just learned something new. If you guys didn't know, 330,000 foot is apparently you're in space. Russia is now accusing Ukraine, by the way, of cutting off all of water, which I, I know it sounds, I'm, I'm laughing when I say this. It's because it's really goofy. And the town is severe in the So here's my map over here. So this is the area they're talking about cutting off all the water. Now, the crazy thing about this is they're saying that Ukraine did it. The real truth is Russian shelling has actually completely destroyed the city's main water pipes. So don't really know where they're going with this one, but I thought I would tell you guys. U.S. intelligence and defense officials now believe that after the delivery of an unannounced number of T-72 main battle tanks from multiple European countries, that Ukrainian military now has more operable and operating T-72s in Ukraine than Russia does. Yes, that was a mouthful. But just to reiterate, Ukraine has more T-72s inside of Ukraine that are working than Russia does now. All right. So earlier today, two different fire broke out. Two, two different ones. Two separate ones. And two Russian facilities, excuse me, within Russia. I know this sounds like a conspiracy theory. But anyway, I'm going to show you both videos of it too. So a Russian aerospace defense research facility in the city of the same one we just showed you a second ago, TVER, the same one, the same place, caught on fire, killing at least two people and injuring 30 others. Here's a video of that. So that same research facility, the one you guys saw a second ago, is the place where the Iskander and the S-400 missile systems were designed. And then four hours later, another chemical plant near Moscow caught fire, and it's Russia's largest manufacturers of chemical solvents. So, yes, I'm going to go ahead and say that's probably, I'm not going to say an inside job or somebody really pissed, or maybe they know something. I don't really know. But I'm not going to chalk that one up as being, like, coincidental. So... Anyway, the United States is now sending an additional $1.3 billion to Ukraine in additional military and economic support. That should help us here a little bit when it comes to our debt and everything else here in America, but it's for a good cause. $800 million of it will be a part of the security package, and $500 million of it will be in direct economic assistance with Ukraine or to Ukraine. The latest security package actually will include 72 more howitzers, 144,000 artillery rounds, 72 tactical vehicles to actually tow the howitzers, and then an additional 121 Phoenix Ghost tactical drones. There's actually not a lot out there about these things. So these, these, these drones, these Phoenix drones, were actually developed by the United States Air Force for Ukraine. They were asking for a very specific thing, and they got it. So... This is, that's that. So here's the very last piece of news before we move on. The, this satellite imagery you guys are currently seeing, I'm going to keep it up for a second, is a 985-foot-long mass grave that's been found near the village of Mariupol. The trench appears to be another mass burial site that's been dug sometime between March 23rd and March 29th, according to satellite imagery that's been pulled. So, you know, sometimes you can't see certain areas. Like I do a lot of research when it comes to fishing. You got to like look at lake levels and stuff like that. So a lot of times you guys are going to see satellite imagery is not able to see a certain area because of cloud cover and so on and so forth. That's why it's there. there there's kind of like a gray area between March 23rd and 29th. It was, it was dug between some time in there. 
So, all right, we're going to go over here to the uh, the old handy dandy map side. So we got a bit of stuff going on. Uh, the Russians were actually able to conquer this sign. So this sign I'm about to show you guys, which I'll show you guys here in the video, and I'll pull it up. It's been geolocated back to an area. I guess they needed to like make some 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 type of propaganda or something to send back home to mom. Um, anyway, I, I, you know what? I, it's been geolocated. I know the exact exact area it is. So here's that video. Луганская область. Прямая дорога открыта. So the area where you guys saw the video is actually right here. All right. So you guys see this little dotted line. So the signs that they're talking about is like the equivalent is being between like Louisiana and Texas. It's it's just a sta- it's essentially it's a state line, it's a political line, and they're just taking a photo in front of it and, and like seeming like they've actually conquered something. When in fact, if you guys look at the, I mean, these people are are miles upon miles upon miles away from even being relatively close to any type of battle. So there's that. So way to go, Russia! You conquered a sign. I'm about to show you guys some visual proof, by the way, that the town of Rubizon is getting closer and closer to falling into Russian control. Rubizon, right here. This is one of the areas that's been controlled. Northern side has been controlled by Russia, and the southern side has been controlled by Ukrainians. This video is actually coming from the edge of the town, where you'll see a Russian flag and a Chechenian flag being raised over over the sign, and it says it's the same sign that says "Welcome to the town," pretty much like "Welcome to Rubizon." So here is that. It's been noted that Russian forces are slowly moving through Pop Santa. So Pop Santa's down over here. This is one of the areas. When I mean slowly, they literally just captured a police station there and a residential block. So it's very slow. I'm going to assume they're going to be taking heavy casualties, maybe not KA, but just casualties in general, uh, wounded and such inside this area just because it is that that heavy of fighting. Russian soldiers dressed in Ukrainian uniforms also tried to seize a village. Uh, It was unsuccessful. And the town is over here, just north of Slovenask. Actually, it's right here, Dovniki, Dovniki. So this area right here is the one they tried to get through, but apparently did not pan out. I don't know what they were trying to do. So there is that. All right, so as we, we slide down here, this entire area right here is being heavily shelled and has been over the last, since it's pretty much the beginning of this conflict, but right now it's been pretty pretty heavy. Just going to throw that one out there in the town of Vika, as you guys see right here. So the Russians have been trying to push through this line for, for pretty pretty much, I guess, the last week or so. Heavy, heavy fighting is going on right here. All right, at the same time, heavy shelling has actually been reported in the town of Marinka, which is the same place that the Russians were pushed back, I believe it was two days ago, where they controlled 25% of Marinka and they got pushed back on a counteroffensive by the Ukrainian forces, which I still have annotated on here, and it's right there. So heavy shelling inside of those areas, and Russia forces have actually went on the offensive in, a, in an area down here in the south, which is just just uh, west of here, so it's right here. So they moved out of the, the town of Starolomika, Right there, man. I there needs to be a drinking game. I see in the comments every single time I try to pronounce one of these things, you guys need to take a shot. But they've have moved west. All right, so they have moved west and they've actually advanced on the western flank to the town of Temi Raviga. I'm sorry, this is it's just it is what it is. They've captured a few small settlements within this area, which I've annotated right here. This is pretty much the area they have actually moved. This is the first actual thing we've seen inside this area of Russian forces trying to push north out of here. And I say this is kind of a big deal because I know that some of the men at Amari pool are going to be moving north and are doing it currently as I'm making this video, which we're about to talk about here in a second. So there was a humanitarian corridor from Maripool that was supposed to be opening at 2 p.m., but the Russians aren't letting anybody inside. There's a, there's a string of buses that have been on the outside that are picking up these civilians. 
that are currently trapped inside the city. Here's the video of the buses stuck waiting it through to extract some of the civilians. So here's down in Mariupol. I actually saw something where Zelensky, you know, I'll, I'll wait, I'll wait a second. I'll, I'll talk about it here in the very end, which is, I think it's kind of crazy, but I didn't speak about this yesterday because there was no proof of it. And essentially it was just hearsay. If, if I can confirm it, I don't really want to talk about it. But anyway, there were claims that Russia had dropped a very large aerial bomb on a hospital in Mariupol and that 300 people were trapped under the rubble. I didn't want to talk about it because I didn't really know. I mean, I didn't really know what to believe on that. It could have just been propaganda. Anyway. The reason why now I'm saying it is confirmed because now Russia has acknowledged the hospital Mariupol has been hit by explosions, but is blaming the Azaz for the attack. Now, the crazy thing about this is the only problem to this claim is the fact that neither Azaz or the Ukrainian forces are in the city even have that sort of heavy artillery for some time now. They haven't been able to. 26 people have been said to killed on this on this horrific uh, giant, giant thing. I don't know why they're dropping stuff like that. Maybe it was just a misguided or a... a a guided bomb from one of the big one from, from one of their, their long range bombers that kind of went bad. I don't really exactly know, but this video that I'm about to show you guys has actually been geolocated back to a small warehouse on the edge of an auxiliary complex, which is located here. And I'll show you guys the video and I'll show you the exact location here in a second. So this is the exact location. I'll let this thing load real quick so you guys can see. So we're down over here. This is the exact area. So if we're going to just, just kind of keep note of this if you guys can. This is the last held area right now for, for this Mariupol area. Now it's up here in this top right-hand corner. Just see this roadway that comes in here. All right, you guys watch this. That's where that's at. That's up here in this, this, this top area about right here. All right, just so you guys have an understanding of exactly where that was. So that thing showing Russian forces securing more of this area than the last time we, we've seen this video. Uh, we talked about in a video yesterday. So the Chechen leader came out. He's going to say all this stuff. It's kind of funny. He kind of contradicted what uh, what Putin has actually came out and said. But he says that that by today or after lunch or before lunch, I, I, which to me makes absolutely no sense. He says before or after lunch. Uh, that's literally any time of the day. Like any time today before or after lunch. Okay, I appreciate it. We call them the TikTokers of the world. That's pretty much what they are. We've seen a lot of their videos, the Chechens. Pretty much just them. They take their AK, they shoot it over their head, or they do something crazy. Like, they just do it for, for views. It's, it's, it is what it is. Anyway, they say that the armed forces of the Russian Federation is ready, the strategy is ready, and the warriors are ready. And all they need to do is uh, they see a little bit more time. That's it. They see time. But they've had 50-plus days, apparently, to do this, and it wasn't enough time. I, I just think, I think this guy may have got his, uh, his, his, his words mixed up with old Putin there. Because Putin definitely is not on the same page as the Chechnyans. That's very strange. So I spoke about this yesterday. I believe that Putin was going to let his bombers do all the work down in Mariupol. The Chechnyan fighters, they don't, I don't even know if they know what an airplane is. But essentially, these bombers are going to come in and they're probably just going to do the heavy work for the Russians. And that's exactly what is going on. Putin has came out and he said that he's not going to risk any more lives of his men to clear this area. But he's going to let, he's basically just going to cordon off the area and not let anybody in or out. That's pretty much what it is. Putin's actually ordered to cancel the assault on the plant after several failed attempts and is hailing the liberation of Mariupol now. He told the defense minister to actually block off the entire plant where the last Ukrainian troops were actually held up so that a fly can't get in. So here is actually a clip of that сохранение жизни и здоровья наших солдат и офицеров. А Мариуполь это успех. Поздравляю вас. Спасибо, Дмитрий. 
And by the way, that clip you just watched, a lot of people are actually saying that he looks pretty sick because he's sitting straight up and he's not moving his back and he's gripping the table real hard. I, I guess that could be. I mean, I, I, I personally thought that when this entire conflict started that maybe he might actually be on his deathbed or something. I, I don't know. Like, why, why would a world leader want to do anything like this? But anyway, here's the video of what the liberation of Mariupol actually looked like. Um, apparently, the Chechen leader has now vowed that the remaining people inside the steel factory will die within its walls. So I guess he's kind of flip-flopping himself. But here's that video for you guys. It also looks like Russia will be downsizing its military presence, like I told you guys, down in Mariupol. Uh, they're going to be going down to a bare minimum effort, and to push these additional troops, are going to be taking them actually more north. It's going to be roughly about 12 BTGs worth of men moved to Avika and Popsana. So if you take both of those areas, we can look here on the map. Um, so they're going to be moving down from Mariupol. Of course, they're going to be going north. That would only make a little bit of sense. They're going to go to Avika, which is actually one of the areas that I have circled already. So this is one of the areas I'm talking about. So this is also, we see these big squares with the with the X's in them. These were areas where there's a large amount of, of Russian troops built up. So they're going to be coming through there. And I believe this is one of the reasons why is they need to get through. So Provask, you know, I just look at words sometimes and I think that Ukrainians just just smashed a keyboard on the ground because as English, pock, poke, pokrask. Anyway, that town right there, I have it. It's a, it's a, I, I believe it to be an actual strategic, um, like a very a strategic point where, where either side needs to maintain. Mainly, you guys look at the city. You guys see all of the routes leading in and out of it. Okay? Extremely crucial. And I believe that's one of the areas why they want to push through and take this area to actually push through and take Slovian ass. I do believe Pop Santa is the other area because they want to choke out this whole area. So this is... This is what I've said this before. I believe they want to they want to isolate Severe and Odessa, this whole area right here. Do the same thing they did down in Mariupol. I see that being a, a thing. So we'll see what they do with these 12 new BTGs worth of men. They're going to be moving north. Other than that, I do love you guys. Thanks for hanging on me over here on the channel. I will catch you on another episode. I am out of here. See you guys.